to this live podcast on Twitch where you can find the news from the research industry that how our researchers keep on researching on various topics and domains to keep our lifestyle more useful and better of course and yes uh, these articles are posted on our website named postscientist.com if you are willing to check it out please check it out otherwise listening to this podcast will be enough you, for you guys because it's acts like an archive on the daily basis providing in the information from the research industry so without wasting any further time let's get started with the first topic of the day is a new system that could improve robot navigation in uneven terrains as mobile robots become more advanced they also become easier to deploy in a wide range of real world settings one of the factor that will enable their large scale implementation is the ability to autonomously move around within different types of environments so far many mobile robots have uh, achieved promising results in navigating simple environments particularly with a smooth floor or terrain in the real world however many environments including industrial plants some roads and natural environments have uneven terrains Uh, with holes or bumps in the ground cluttered and other obstacles researcher at the russian academy of science and the national research university higher school of economics in moscow have recently developed a new navigation system that could improve the ability of mobile robots to move on rough surfaces while also avoiding different types of obstacles this system presented in a paper pre-published on arzev could help to facilitate the development deployment of uh, robots in more complex and cluttered environments with uneven terrains safe navigation is un- in uneven terrains is an important problem in robotic research stephen dead getchev critical motor wave and constant yuklov wrote in the paper we propose a 2.5d navigation system which consists of elevation map building path planning and local path following with obstacle avoidance for local path following we use the model predictive path integral mppi control method the robot navigation system proposed by darshiv and his colleagues based on mppi and algorithm to optimize and correct a non-linear path introduced by researcher at the Georgia Institute of Technology in 2016. For the purpose of their study, the team adapted this algorithm so that it would be suitable for optimizing path in environments with uneven terrains using 2.5D elevation maps. We use a logical elevation map as an input for MPPI algorithm. Darchev and his colleagues explained in the paper MPPI is guided by terrain transversability values computed by elevation map these transversability values are computed from slope steepness surface roughness and other parameters Darchev and his colleagues evaluated their navigation system in a series of tests on simulator environment using three different elevation maps in this test the robots had to reach a specific location while overcoming or circumventing um, three distinct obstacles in its way namely a truncated uh, cone a ramp and some pits The simulator environment used in this search award created using the Gisby simulator and were characterized by different obstacles and types of uneven terrain. The researcher tested their system effectiveness in this environment using a model of a four-wheeled differential drive robot. 
Darche and his colleague found that their system performed remarkably well in their uh, simulation with the robot successfully circumventing obstacles and navigating uneven terrains almost 100% of the time. To confirm its potential, however, the team will eventually also need to test in a real-world setting using a physical robot. If the system also performs well in a real environment, it could eventually be adapted and used in further research. Ultimately, it could thus promote the development of mobile robots that are better at navigating environments with uneven terrains. In the future, we plan to create a more efficient implementation of MPPI algorithm by parallelizing computation using CUDA and OpenCL toolkits. The researcher concluded in their paper another area of future work will be increasing on the robustness of MPPI and adapting it to a larger class of dynamic systems. Hmm. So there is a new system came in the market that uh, would increase the efficiency level of the robot in uneven terrain so yep these are the researcher names these are the findings which will which is given by this researcher of course moving on towards the next topic sorry guys i mean my computer is lagging so much so yep never mind Okay, let's read it. Researchers want to make a salt printing marketable. Okay, 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 let's see. Interesting. Material scientist Nicola Klager and Simona Feldman have developed a 3D printing process for creating salt template that they can fill with other uh, materials. One area of application is the creation of highly porous lightweight metal components. The two pioneer fellows are now trying to transfer their process to industry. Not that long ago, material researchers uh, scored a coupe. They used a 3D printer to create a framework out of salt. When they uh, then filled with liquid magnesium, after the lightweight metal had cooled and hardened, the researcher leached out the salt framework, resulting in an object made of highly porous magnesium that would be suitable, for example, as a biodegradable bone impact implant. Original technology successfully enhanced. Now the lead author of the study, Nicola Clagro, and a former master student, Simona Feldman, have published another paper in the journal Advanced Materials. In it, they report that, together with an interdisciplinary team, they have refined and modified this process to produce more complex salt uh, scaffolds with the even finer pores instead of using an extrusion-based printer that prints out thin uh, filaments of salt paste in a grid-like pattern from a fine nozzle. The researcher led by Klegler and Feldman used a stereolithography device and an ink base on salt particles. By mixing the ink with suitable monomers, the scientists made it light-sensitive. This means that once exposed to light, the monomers combine to form hard polymers during the process. This makes it possible to build complex structures. Layer by layer, the salt framework created in this way then serves as a mold or a negative template to be filled with another material in the next step of this novel process. The material scientist then filled the prefabricated structure not just with magnesium but also with aluminum plastic or wrapped it with a carbon compo uh, composite material instead. Their new technique led the researchers 
produce much more complex object and also reduce the pore size from 0.5 millimeters to 0.1 millimeters from basic research into practice this work is set uh, to go beyond purely being purely academic clegg and felman began a pioneer fellowship in early july they have one year to demonstrate if it's possible to commercialize the technology we want to find out if the process can pass the test of real world use clegg says her business partner is equally keen and to ensure that the lab results don't simply gather dust in a drawer it's very important for me to always have an implication application in mind as the keeps me motivated felman says for use in jaws and in space the two researcher already has specific several specific ideas for commercializing this process one possible application is jaw implants if one loses a tooth the jaw on underneath disintegrates very quickly clever explains before a dental implant can be inserted the bone must first be rebuilt surgeons currently do this using bone material from their hip but that requires a second surgical site alternatively they could opt for customized bone implants made of magnesium alloys into who which bone forming cells can migrate and which uh, will degrade over time clegg and felman could use this process to produce precisely this type of implant an idea that heads uh, heads in a similar direction is to produce three dimensional scaffold for cells cultures cell don't have in the same way in 3d space as they do on a 2d plane such as a standard laboratory petri dish with this in mind the researcher have contacted scientists who work with uh, such uh, cell cultures in the lab it isn't yet clear whether their scientists would prefer to produce such a scaffold themselves using clegg and felman process or whether they would instead opt to buy the scaffold ready to use the two young entrepreneurs see another possible application in uh, space travel on space mission where is money clegg says because every uh, gram counts lightweight metal components manufactured using the process would be ideal for use in spaceships or rockets customization not mass production however one thing is already clear to those Uh, two pioneer fellows the product will not be cheap mass produced items but rather relatively expensive mass customized products this is because the manufacturing process is rather slow and doesn't allow very large batches to be produced in a short time we are not going to position ourselves in the mass market fellmanses they have to yet to make a final decision regarding their business model we are currently analyzing the market to find out who our potential customers are and what they really need clegg explained they have already had countless discussion with dentists and cell biologists and also with companies that manufacture printing equipment steep learning curve in business what we are doing now in uh, is in some areas very different to my doctoral project and the learning curve is corresponding steep clegg says with a smile fenman <laughs> adds we are getting a low a lot of new input and we have to approach things differently from how we do in research that's enriching and exciting the two women are also receiving start of health from eel professor andrew stood uh, dot in whose complex material groups they did their research among the the things he will provide them with in the coming year are laboratory workplace and printing equipment we are delighted that we are uh, can continue to work here for a while clegg says 
Moreover, they will be in position to benefit from the experience of the start of other startup founders from Stuttgart groups. We are in close contact with all four companies that have emerged from the group so far. Clickers says they have also come up with a name for the startup Salia and a port Mentio of salt leaching. So the process they want to bring to market has given the young company its name. At the some point they will apply for the label of ETH spin-off. But for now there is still a lot of development work uh, to be done. And then the two pioneer fellows will see whether their successful research works turns into a profitable company. Hmm. Okay. Great. So okay i mean great uh findings great research and of course salt printing in in the market i mean nice it's going to be used in very uh, various application of course and i mean okay i guess uh, i have no any inputs about this topic so Let's review it and get into uh, moving on towards next topic. Scientist discovers possible target for treating and preventing osteo osteoarthritis. Okay, where anterior on joints can lead to inflammation, breakdown of cartilage, and development of osteoarthritis scientists at uf scripps biomedical research have found a possible new target to find this painful cascade in a study published thursday in the journal plus one bioscientist sorry biochemist patrick griffin phd and colleagues mi rang chang phd describe a specific protein that manage activities within chondrocytes a critical cell uh, type that maintains healthy cartilage in joints as people age and stretch their joints their chondrocytes begin to fail the u.s groups team found that activating a specific protein in these cells called road b beta and uh, could restore multiple factors needed for smooth joints to healthier levels helping to control inflammation activating rod beta could uh, thus prevent a useful new strategy to prevent or delay development of the degenerative joint disease osteoarthritis, said Griffin, a professor of molecular medicine and scientific director of UF Scripps Biomedical Research. People need an osteoarthritis medication that addresses the root cause of cartilage damage and depletion as there currently are no disease-modifying drugs. For what uh, is the number one cause of disability in the United States, Griffin said. While our work is in the early stages, our study suggests that a nuclear receptor rod beta could present a novel therapeutic target to protect cartilage damage and perhaps turn on cartilage regeneration. Rod B or uh, Rod Beta, short for Retionic acid receptor related orphan receptor beta is a type of protein called a nuclear receptor in our cell genes switch between periods of activity and inactivity. When nuclear receptor bind to DNA that activates the cell process of transcribing genes into proteins, rod beta 
has been linked to development of the high retina during fetal growth and it can influence circadian uh, rhythms by controlling glog genes but its role in maintaining cartilage health was unclear <laughs> griffin has studied cause of bone disease for many years he zeroed in one or rod beta for several reasons while a uh, few studies have been uh, focused on this receptor some had shown correlation between the receptor activity and bone loss so he and chang set out to better understand it and chang engineered cell engines to uh, enable the studies to our surprise the gene program un up regulated by increase in rod beta activity as is supportive of the formation of chondrocytes anti inflammatory and protective against cartilage degenerative degradation changed griffin said the team has launched additional study because of the anonymous enormous uh, need for osteoarthritis solution the united shared an estimated 32 million people live with their painful condition the study suggests rod beta could be an interactive therapeutic target however there's much more we need to unravel griffin said specifically we want to understand more about the mechanism by which rod beta impacts chondrocytes and blunts the inflammatory signal that lead to cartilage destruction hmm okay 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 so these are the we findings given by our scientists uh, to prevent osteoarthritis in the bone itself of course so yep moving on towards next topic study find unexpected protective properties of pain okay let's see pain has been long recognized as one of the evolution most reliable tools to detect the presence of harm and signal that something is wrong an alert system that tells us to pause and pay attention to our bodies but what if pain is more uh, than just a mere alarm bell what if pain is in it itself a form of protection a new study led by researcher at harvard medical school said that may well be the co- uh, be the case in the mice and the research uh, published october 14 in cell uh, shows the uh, that pain neurons in the mouse gut regulate the presence of protective mucus under normal conditions similar intestinal cells to release more mucus during state of inflammation the work detailed the step of a complex signaling cascade showing that pain neurons engage in direct cross talk with mucus containing gut cells known as goblet cells it turns out that pain may protect us in more direct ways than its classic job to detect potential harm and dispatch signals to the brain our work shows how pain meditating nerves in the gut talk to nearby epithelial cells that line the intestines said study seen investigator Isaac Chu associate professor of immunobiology in the Baltwinick Institute at HMS this means that the nervous system has a major role in the gut beyond just give us a unpleasant sensation that it's a key player in gut barrier maintenance and a protective mechanism during inflammation a direct conversation our intestines and airway are stored with goblet cells named uh, for their 
like plus appearance glow plus cells contain gel like mucus made of protein and sugars that acts as protective coating that shields the surface of organ from abrasion and damage the new research found that intestinal globlet cell re- release protective mucus when triggered by direct interaction with pain sensing neurons in the gut In a set of experimental researchers observed that mice lacking pain neurons produce less productive mucus and experience changes in their intestinal microbial composition and imbalance in beneficial harmful microbes known as dysbiosis. And to clarify just how this protective crosstalk occurs, the research analyzed the behavior of goblet cells in the prison. presence and in the absence of pain neurons they found that the surface of goblet cells contain a type of receptor called ram1 that ensures the cells can respond to adjacent pain neurons which are activated by dietary and microbial signals as well as mechanical pressure chemical irritation or drastic changes in temperature the, the experiment further showed that the receptor connected with a chemical called CGRP released by nearby pain neurons when the neurons are stimulated these ramp1 receptors the researcher found are also present in both human and mouse goblet cells thus rendering them responsive to pain signals experiment further showed that the presence of certain gut microbes activated the release of CGRP to maintain gut homeostasis These findings tell us uh, that these nerves are triggered not only by acute inflammation but also at baseline. Chu said, "Just having regular gut microbes around appears to tickle the nerves, tickle the nerves and cause the goblet cells to release mucus." This feedback loop, Chu said, ensures that microbes signal to neurons. Neurons regulate the mucus. The mucus help gut microbes healthy. In addition to microbial presence, dietary factors also played a role in activating pain receptors. The study showed when a researcher gave mice capsaicin, the main ingredient in chili peppers, known for their ability to trigger intense acute pain, the mice pain neurons got swiftly activated, causing globular cells to release abductant amounts of protective mucus by contrast mice lacking either pain neurons or globular cell receptor for CGRP were more susceptible to cortis a form of gut inflammation the findings could explain why people with gut di- uh, dysbiosis may be more uh, f- prone to colitis When researchers gave a pain signaling CGRP to animals lacking pain neurons, the mice experienced rapid in, uh, improvement in mucus production. The treatment protected mice against colitis uh, even in the absence of pain neurons. The finding demonstrated that CGRP is a key instigator of the signaling cascade that leads to the secretion of protective mucus. Pain is a common symptom of chronic inflammatory condition of the gut, such as Collets, uh, but our study shows that acute pain plays an important productive role as well. Said study uh, first author Dapping Yang, a postdoctoral researcher in the Chu lab, a possible downside to suppressing uh, pain. The team experiment showed that mice lacking pain receptor also had worse damage from collets when it occurred. Given that pain medication are often used to treat patients with collets, it may be important to consider the possible dietary 
detrimental consequence of blocking pain the researcher said in people with the inflammation of the gut one of the major symptoms is pain so you might think that we did want to treat and block the pain to alleviate suffering chu said but some part of this pain signal could be directly productive as a neural reflex which raises important question about how to carefully manage pain in a way that does not lead to other harms additionally a class of common migraine medication that suppresses uh, the secretion of cgrp may damage gut barrier tissues by interfering with this protective pain signaling the researcher said given that a cgrp is a med- uh, mediator of gut blood cell function and mucus production if we are chronically blocking this protective mechanism in people with migraine and if they are talking this medication long term what happens to it are the drugs going to interfere with mucosal lining and people micro uh, microbiomes goblet uh, cells have multiple other functions in the gut they provide a passage for antigens pro, uh, proteins found on viruses and bacteria that initiate a protective immune response of by the body and they produce antimicrobial chemicals that protect the gut from pathogens one question that arises uh, from our recent work is whether pain fibers also regulate this other function of globular cells yang said another line for of injury yang added would be uh, to explore disruption in the cgrp signaling pathway and determine whether malfunction or at play in patient with genetic pre predisposition uh, to inflammatory bowel d- disease okay 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 moving on towards next topic researcher confirms unique danger of postpartum breast cancers okay let's see breast cancer that emerge within 5 years of given giving birth are merely likely to spread and become deadly additionally a new study showed that recent childbirth alone is an independent risk factor for breast cancer pro- progression the findings suggest that the current uh, clinical guidelines which don't uh, factor in postpartum st- uh, status are less able to accurately predict the risk of cancer recurrence and guide optimal treatment strategies in young patients this has profound implication for uh, prognosis and said a senior author papers sing such din phd professor of cell development and uh, cancer biology in the ohsu school of medicine and ohsu night cancer institute a postpartum postpartum diagnose uh, can move women who appear to have good prognosis uh, with a high risk category a paper describing the uh, research published today in jama network open OHS United Cancer Institute scientists Zen Zen Zhang PhD MPH and Solange Basil MS are co-first authors the researchers were able to confirm the link between pregnancy and breast cancer outcomes using the extensive UTA population database in collaboration with Ken Smith PhD co-senior author of the paper and adjusting with professor of family studies and population science at the University of Utah Hansman 
Cancer Institute, the database combines state-wide birth and death records, UTA cancer registry data, and the patient record from state-wide inpatient and ablatory uh, records. The final uh, study included two uh, subjects with the uh, with breast cancer diagnosed at age 45 or younger include 860 who never experienced childbirth those who had given birth were categorized based on time from a most recent delivery diagnosed within less than five years five to less than 10 years or 10 years or longer from childbirth the risk of metastasis cancer spreading to other organs was 50% higher among those diagnosed within five years of giving birth as was the risk of breast cancer specific death compared with those who had not given birth and this increased risk of metastasis and death were independent of tumor stage or estrogen receptor status factors used now to judge how aggressive a cancer is likely to be and to decide which treatments are appropriate breast cancer that don't have estrogen receptors known as er negative tumors are generally considered more dangerous than er positive tumors but in the study publication the proportion of a woman who progressed was the same in er negative and er positive tumors the primary risk factor for progression to metastasis was not er status but rather a breast cancer diagnosis within five years of childbirth that does not fit with everything we thought we knew about er negative disease scansion said in earlier research Kenston and his colleague discovered how changes in the breast after childbirth can alter the development of breast cancer at the end of lactation most of the milk uh, secreting cells undergo programmed cell death in a process called involution it is an inflammatory process that resembles wound healing and in study using mouse models. Scansion lab re- revealed how involution creates a tumor-promoting environment using samples from breast cancer patients. The researcher found evidence that could involution uh, leaves a lasting imprint in the pattern of gene activity in breast t- uh, tissue that could help tumors metastasize. Skinjan's team has also shown in the mouse studies that as the liver recovers from the remnants of pregnancy and lactation, it becomes an inviting landing spot for escaping cancer cells to take root and grow. Similar processes appear to occur in women's liver. Uh, after childbirth, the new study found high rates of metastasis to the liver among the, uh, those diagnosed within five years of childbirth. It's a two-hit uh, problem, Skinner said. In evolution, causes early tumor cells to get out of the breast and those cancer cells from the liver to, uh, to be a great host to establish metastatic tumors. Factoring in postpartum status uh, should help clinicians Clinicians make a more accurate prediction about breast cancer aggressiveness and guide uh, treatment decisions such as the need of chemotherapy after surgery to remove tumors. The knowledge might even uh, enable new and more effective treatment strategies, Skinner said. Knowing that 
postpartum cases show a distinct signature of gene expression it may be possible to develop treatment that specifically targets signaling pathways active in postpartum cancers <laughs> okay okay moving on to this next topic analyzing a new material that promises faster higher resolution displays hmm okay a new material is said to provide us with faster and higher resolution displays hokkaido university research explained that makes this material so special opening the door to its application for the development all display consists of a lattice of tiny dots of light called pixels the brightness of which uh, can be individually controlled the total number of pixels and therefore the resolution and display size is limited by how many of these pixels can be addressed within a given fraction of, se- of a second therefore display manufacturer try in the pixel control units to use material that exhibit a very high electron mobility which is a measure for how quickly current will start to flow through a control unit as it responds to voltage being applied and thus how quick the pixel is a new material called itzo from or its uh, constituent elements indium tin zinc and oxygen promises to be up to 7 uh, times faster than the current state of the art material however it it has not been cleared where this improvement comes from hampering this adoption for industrial application hokkaido university material scientist domishi Ota and his team used a unique measurement technique to clarify this point in the research. In the recent paper published in the journal ACS Applied Electronic Mater- uh, Materials, they showed that the th- higher electron mobility results from the unusual fact that it's in its so uh, films of sufficient thickness, free charges accumulate at the interface. with uh, with the ca- uh, carrier material and thus enable passing through electrons to travel through the bulk of the material unhindered the unique ability comes down to a very simple formula the electron mobility is proportional to the free travel time of the charge carrier's electron in the case divided by the effective mass and while the measurement of the electron mobility itself is a relative standard technique effective mass and free travel uh, time Uh, cannot be measured as easily and therefore it is difficult to tell what factor is responsible for the electron mobility but by measuring how the ele- electric field inside the material changes in response to an applied magnetic field as well as to temperature gradient ota team uh, could reduce the effective mass of the electrons and then calculate the free travel time as uh, as well it turns out that both the effective mass is significantly smaller than in current state of the art materials and the free travel time is much higher and therefore both factors contribute to the higher electron mobility in addition by observing how the results depending on the thickness of the its zoom material they could reduce how the interface and bulk of the material contribute to those effects 
Ota explains the significance of this analysis using the knowledge we gained from the study. We may in the future design other transparent oxide, semiconductor, thin film transistor, and different chemical composition that exhibit even better electron mobility properties. Thus, the study is a major step towards the next generation of ultra high resolution displays. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, these are the findings given by our scientists, of course. On the uh, material uh, to analyze faster uh, in comparison to other uh, materials. So, yep. Uh, and uh, the material name is so So, yeah. Moving on to this next topic. It's going. Uh, and yes, sorry. It's going to be used in various application, many of the manufacturing and uh, in uh, new appliances, new devices. So. It's a great thing for us, of course. Moving on to our next topic. Too much motivation affects our decision making. <laughs> okay, let's see. In a good or bad mood, focused or distracted, our internal state directly influences our perception and decision making while the role of motivation on the performance of behavioral tasks has been known for more than a century thanks to the work of psychologist Robert Gerkes and John Delgum Dodson, its precise effect on the brain remains unclear. A team from the University of Geneva, UNIGE, in collaboration with the EPFL, has uh, revealed how motivation alters the neural circuits responsible for sensory perception preceding decision making in mice. The study reveals a higher level of motivation that it is too high or too low can affect our perception and therefore our choices. These results featured in the general neuron open up new perspectives in learning methods. Going to work early in the morning, choosing a restaurant at lunchtime, many of our decisions are motivated by needs such as earning a living or satisfying our hunger. However, decision making is a complex process which can also be influenced by external factors such as the environment or other individuals and by other by our internal state such as our mood, our level of attention or our degree of motivation. The laboratory of Sami L. Botsani, assistant professor in the Department of Basic Neuroscience at the Faculty of Medicine of the UNIGE and the recipient of, of an Excellenza Fellowship SNSF is studying the neural circuits involved in decision making. In recent work carried out in collaboration with the Professor Carl Petson team at EPFL, his lab has studied the role played by specific internal state motivation and in perception and decision making. For more than a century, it ha has been known that a relationship between motivation and performance exists thanks to the work of American psychologist Robert Ye Gerkes and John Diglum Dodson, too much or too little motivation is detrimental to performance. However, the way in which this impacts our neural uh, circuits remains unclear. We wanted to observe how sensitive information transmitted by neurons in the cortex is altered by the degree of motivation and to what extent the latter can affect on learning and performance in an 
decision making task explains samuel botsani the lead author of the study the research team developed a behavioral paradigm involving mice in a controlled water consumption regime the first trained those rodents to respond to tactile stimuli via two whiskers a and b and to produce an action licking a spout only for whiskers a in order to obtain a drop of water following this uh, training the mice uh, reacted mainly to the simulation of whiskers a thus indicating their ability to, to discriminate between these two sensations finally the researcher conducted these experiments at decreasing levels at thirst in order to vary the motivation of the rodents to participate in the task state of hyper motivation blurs sensory information in a state of great thirst therefore of great motivation rodents perform poorly they licked the spout indiscriminately without distinguishing between the whiskers simulated in contrast in a state of moderate thirst the choice of the reaction be- uh, become optimal they mainly licked uh, the spout when whisker a was simulated finally when they were not very thirsty their performance in the task dropped again by observing the activity of neuronal population responsible for perceptual decision making in the in these mice the researcher discovered the neurons in the circuit were flooded with the electrical signal when mice uh, were hyper motivated conversely in a state of low motivation the signal were too weak hyper motivation leads to strong simulation of cortical neurons which cause a, pro- a loss of precision in the perception of tactile stimuli says gulo metishu a post doctoral fellow in semi l Botsani laboratory and the study first authored in contrast in the low motivation state the accuracy of the sensory information was recovered but the strength of the signal was too low for it it to be transferred correctly as a result the perception of the stimuli was also impaired a new understanding of learning the re- these result open up new perspectives they provide a possible neural biases of for the yerkes dodson law they also revealed that the level of motivation do- does not only impact decision making but also the perception of sensory information which leads to the decision explains carl peterson full professor of the brain mind institute of A- apfl and co-senior author in the study This work also suggests that it is necessary to decouple accusation and expression of new knowledge. We observed that mice understood the rule very quickly that could only express this learning much later. Depending on an alter perception link to the level of motivation, this unraveling of the rail of motivation in learning opens the way to new adaptive methods that aim to maintain an optimal level of motivation during learning. So, these are the new motivation things that how uh, too much motivation can also affects uh, your decision making ability and how it's going to affect in the results of that work or that project so i mean uh, we need to stabilize those uh, thing at uh, yes we need to be motivated to do, uh, do a certain job otherwise we can't uh, uh, can't uh, get into motivation that it's the right thing that my perspective is the right perspective for this uh, project so these are the thing we need to of course triggered uh, at this point uh, to have mo- uh, motivation and stabilize that motivation and yes 
listening to other uh, people uh, people uh, people perspective because it's kind uh, the people uh, the people around you or the scientists around you have many uh, different perspectives uh, perceptive perspectives of course and the uh, from those perspective we need to uh, get the right pers- uh, perspective uh, to get the job done so that's the real part uh, of the psychology thing which i i mean uh, which is uh, which is useful for any of the project uh, f- uh, for for successful project of course so yep moving on towards next topic watching lithium in real time could improve performance for ev battery materials hmm okay researchers have found that the irregular movement of lithium ions in next generation battery materials could be reducing their capacity and hindering their performance the uh, team led by university of cambridge uh, tracked the movement of lithium ions inside a promising new battery material in real time it has been assumed that the mechanism by which lithium ions are stored in battery materials is uniform across the individual active particles however the cambridge led team found that during the charge discharge cycle lithium storage is anything but uniform when the battery is near uh, the end of its discharge cycle the surface of the active uh, particles becomes saturated by lithium while their cores are lithium uh, deficit the, uh, this result in the loss of reusable lithium and a reduced capacity the research occurred help uh, improve existing battery materials and could accelerate the development of next generation batteries the results are published in jewel electric vehicles evs are vital in the transition uh, to a zero carbon economy most electric vehicles on the road today are powered by lithium ion batteries due to in part uh, their higher energy density however as ev use becomes more widespread the push of our longer range and faster charging times means uh, that current uh, battery materials need to be improved and new ma- uh, materials need to be identified some of the most promising of these uh, materials are state of the art positive electrode materials known as lead lithium nickel Uh, rich oxides which are widely used in premium evs however their working mechanism particularly lithium ion transport under practical operating condition and how this is linked to the electrochemical performance are not fully understood and so we cannot yet obtain maximum maximum performance for these materials by tracking how light interacts with the active particle during battery operation under a microscope the researcher observed distinct differences in lithium storage during uh, the charge discharge cycle in nickel rich uh, manganese uh, manganese uh, cobalt oxide nnc uh, this is the first time that uh, this is known uniformity in lithium storage has been directly observed in the individual particle said co-first author alice mary weather from the cambridge use of hamid department of chemistry real-time techniques like ours are essential to capture this while battery cycling combining the uh, the experimental observation with computer modeling the researcher found that the non-uniform formity originates from drastic changes to the rate of lithium ion diffusion in nmc during the charge discharge cycle specifically 
Lithium ions diffuse slow in fully lithium NMC particles, but the diffusion is significantly enhanced once some lithium ions are extracted from these particles. Our model provides salt into the range over which lithium ion diffusion in NMC varies under the early stage of charging, and said co first author Dr. Shrindi Pandru. Pandu Rangi from the Cambridge Department of Engineering. Our model predicted lithium distribution accurately and captured the degree of heterogeneity observed in experiments. These predictions are key to understanding other battery degradation mechanisms such as particle. Importantly, the lithium heterogeneity seen at the end of discharge establishes one reason why nickel rich cathode materials typically lose and 10% of their capacity after the first char discharge cycle. This is significant considering one industrial standard that is used to determine whether a battery should be retired or not is when it has lost 20% of its capacity, said co-first author Dr. Sean Zhu from the Sh Shanghai Tech University who completed the research while based at Cambridge. Okay, okay, great, great. So these are the uh, findings on the lithium uh, metal. Of course, uh, uh, it is used in our batteries in day-to-day -day lives nowadays. So it's useful for us to understand those things. So yep. Moving on towards next topic. Okay, deep learning makes X-ray inception inspection. Deep learning makes X-ray X-ray CT inspection of 3D printer parts faster, more accurate. A new deep learning framework developed at the Department of Energy Oak Ridge National Laboratory in speeding up the process of inspecting addition. Uh, Addictively manufactured metal parts using X-ray computer tomography or CT while increasing the accuracy of the result. The reduced cost of time, labor, maintenance and energy, and energy are expected to accelerate expansion of addictive manufacturing or 3D printing. The scan uh, speed uh, reduces cost significantly, said ORNL lead researcher Ahmed. Ziabari and the quality is higher, so the post-processing analysis becomes much simpler. The framework is already being incorporated into software, into software used by commercial partners yes, within its ma um, machines at at DOE uh, Do manufacturing uh, demonstration facility at ORNL, where companies hone 3D printing methods. ORNL researcher had previously developed technology that can analyze the quality of a part while it is being printed, adding a high level of imaging accuracy after printing uh, provides an additional level of trust in addictive manufacturing while potentially increasing production. With this, we can inspect every single part coming out of 3D printing machines, said Pradeep Bhattad. Z is business development manager for addictive manufacturing. Currently, CT is limited by prototyping, but this one tool can propel addictive manufacturing toward industrialization. 
X-ray CT scanning is important for certifying the soundness of a 3D printed part without damaging it. The process is similar to medical X-ray CT. In this case, an object is set inside a cabinet is slowly rotated and scanned at each angle by powerful X-rays. Computer algorithms use uh, the resulting stack of two-dimensional projections to construct a 3D image showing the density of the object internal structure X-ray CT can be used to detect defects, analyze failures or certify that a product matches the intended composition and quality. However, X-ray CT is not used at large scale in addictive uh, manufacturing because current methods of scanning and analysis are time intensive and imprecise. Metals can totally absorb the lower energy X-rays in the X-ray beam, creating image inaccuracies that can further mul uh, multiply if the object has a complex shape. Creating image inaccuracies that can further multiply if the object has a complex shape. The resulting flaws in the image can obscure cracks or pores that the scan is intended to reveal. Our trained technician can correct for these problems during analysis but the process is, is time and labor intensive. Zebra and his team developed deep learning framework that rapidly provides a clear, more accurate reconstruction and an automated analysis. He will present the process his team developed during the Institute of Electrical and Electronics Inge Engineers International Conference on Image Processing in October. Training a supervised deep learning network for CT usually requires many expensive measurements because metal parts pose additional challenges getting the appropriate training data can be difficult. Zebra approach provides a leap forward by generating realistic training data without requiring extensive experiment to gather it. A generative adversarial network or GAN method is used to uh, synth synthetically create a realistic looking data asset for training a neural network, leveraging physics-based simulation and computer-aided design. GAN is a class of machine learning that utilizes neural networks competing with each other as in a game. It has really been used for practical applications like this, Zebria said. Because this X-ray city framework needs scan with fewer angles with, uh, to achieve accuracy, it has reduced imaging time by a factor of 6. Zebra said from about an hour to 10 minutes or less, working that quickly with so few viewing angles would normally add significant noise to the 3D image. But the original algorithm taught on the training data corrects this, even enhancing small flow detection by a factor of 4 or more. The framework developed by Xavier team would allow manufacturers to rapidly fine-tune their builds, even uh, while changing design or material with, the, uh, with this approach, sample analyzing analysis can be completed in a day instead of 6 to 8 weeks, Butter said. If I can uh, very rapidly inspect the whole part is very cost-effective way, the, uh, then we have 100% confidence, he said. We are partnering with ORNL to make CT an accessible and reliable industry inspection tool. ORNL researchers evaluated the performance of the new framework on hundreds of samples printed with different scan parameters using complicated dense materials. These results were good and ongoing trials at MDA. 
MDF are working to verify that the technique is equally effective with any type of metal alloy battered, battered, seared. That's important because the approach developed by Zebri team could make uh, it far easier to certify parts made uh, from a new metal alloys. People don't use normal materials because they don't know the best printing parameters. Zebriel said, now if we can characterize these materials so quickly and optimize the parameter, that would help uh, move these normal materials into addictive manufacturing. In fact, Zebriel said, the technology can be applied in many fields including defense, auto manufacturing, aerospace and electronics printing as well as non-destructive evaluation of electric vehicle batteries. Okay, okay. So, I mean, uh, it's being well described by the author itself, so no need of any input from myself. So, moving on to this next topic. Okay, let's see. Export discuss future surplus power storage technologies. Hmm. If the transition to renewables is to succeed, we will need a valuable means of storing surplus heat and electricity. Globe spoke to experts from ETH Zurich uh, about the promising technologies that could help us to reach net zero. Switzerland aims to transition to a net zero energy system by 2050. To meet this goal, it will need to replace fossil fuels with renewables. The Swiss government has also taken the decision to phase out nuclear power as a result it plans for carbon neutrality will require not only the electrification of transport and heating by means of electric vehicles and heat pumps but also measure to compensate for the loss of nuclear generating capacity to meet increased energy demand switzerland will primarily rely on hydro and photovoltaic energy sources and say and to a lesser extent wind power but what about the times when the sun doesn't shine and the wind doesn't blow the gra- uh, the gra- grid sorry the grid has to constantly smooth out fluctuations in renewable generation and match supply to demand said grebelia hug a professor at the power system laboratory at eth zurich hug also heads on the eth energy science centers esc which recently released modeling showing uh, that a renewable energy system is both technically feasible and economically viable. Also, obviously, it, were, it won't be simple. <laughs> Hug acknowledges, acknowledges. And without uh, effective energy storage, the transition to renewable won't even be possible. Of course, energy storage system stabilizes the grid, providing the necessary capacity to offset the bar volubility of generation for renewable sources such as uh, coal or wind and hydro this required technologies that are able to effi- uh, eff- efficiently convert electricity and heat into a uh, form that can be stored and then released back into the grid when needed whether on a seasonal or minute by minute basis if switzerland starts investing more in photovoltaics it will end up generating more power than it needs at noon on a summer's day. To make that midday solar power available both day and night, it needs short-term storage solution. But Switzerland's biggest challenge is actually long-term storage, says Hug. 
The country already produces 2 liter electricity in the winter and relies on import to cover increased demand and this seasonal imbalance will only intensify as the transition to renewables gathers space photovoltaic plants in particular generate surplus electricity in the summer says Gianfranco Giudate an, an expert in energy uh, system modeling at the ESC but in the winter the sun is weaker and the heat pumps are keeping people homes warm that e uh, that's what we uh, see a gap between energy supply and demand. The key uh, question of Switzerland is how to store this excess solar power from the summer to the winter. The demand for storage system clearly growing. Hug argues that the safest approach is to invest both in established and emerging technologies. We still haven't uh, come up with the perfect energy storage solution, yet energy and storage shouldn't be uh, seen as an end in itself, says Giudetti. Uh, Switzerland's goal is to achieve net zero greenhouse gas emission by 2050. Storage is crucial, but it's not only the way to help us meet the goal. He believes we should tap into indirect methods of energy storage as well as physical storage capacity. We need to uh, take a mixed approach, he says. The following uh, se sections present uh, some of the methods that might feature in in this mix. Runoff River Pumped Storage as Buffer Reserves Robert Bose, ETH Professor of Hydraulic Engineering sees hydropower as the backbone of the Swiss electricity system. Hydro is our most important green energy asset, making up about 60% of our renewable generation. Its ability to store pow power also plays a key role in our net zero strategy. Runoff river hydropower plants channel water directly into electricity generating turbines to supply renewable base load power. This kind of plants have no storage function unlike reservoir plants which can store water to provide flexible generating capacity on demand. The large reservoirs in the Alpes primarily serve as a form of seasonal energy storage. The rain and melt water they collect in the spring and summer can be used to generate electricity in the winter, said Boys. Yet, however much uh, power these uh, large um, lakes generate, uh, they are still unable to store any of it. Only pump storage plants have the ability to store electricity. They do this by pumping water from lower from a lower to an upper reservoir and then emptying the upper reservoir through the turbines to generate electricity on demand. Currently, hydroelectric pumped storage is the only proven technology for the capture and release of large amounts of electricity. It's offered a powerful and flexible storage capabilities and makes it the perfect choice for balancing the day-to-day -day and day-night variability of photovoltaic power generation. Nonetheless, the, uh, its capacity does not stretch far enough to resolve seasonal variations in electricity generation. One way to reduce the winter energy gap is to build more reservoirs, but this approach is controversial. Such projects, projects often run counter to nature conservation goals and meet resistance. I don't think this option shows much pro uh, promise, said Boyce. Hydropower is a mature and very efficient technology but not enough attention 
has uh, has been paid to environmental experts such as responsible water management researcher at eth zurich laboratory of hydraulics hydraulics and hydrology and glaciology bob vaw are currently seeking way to uh, make hydropowered more eco-friendly exa- examples include improved bypass tunnels for sediment and fish ladders to steer fish uh, safely past reservoir inlets and turbines hydropowered won't gain widespread acceptance until it does uh, it does more to protect biodiversity said boys decentralized small scale storage integrated cell batteries can act as a kind of miniature pumped storage unit if we have more decentralized system generating electricity on people rooftops in the future we will need distributed small scale storage device to perform local network balancing much like pumped storage uh, system batteries can be used to rapidly balance generation and demand because battery size can be easily tuned to the application they are sust- uh, suitable for use as decentralized energy storage device in buildings said eth uh, professor vanessa wood when combined with photovoltaic panels batteries can take a uh, pressure off the grid by offering local storage of excess electricity for a matter of m- minutes or hours if all the solar power generated at peak in residential areas were uh, to be fed uh, to the limited number of pumped storage hydropower plants in the mountains however this could lead to bottlenecks in the grid in the rapidly evolving battery market from uh, for homes and electric vehicles uh, the latest development include the first community scale batteries designed to balance short term power fluctuation on a neighborhood level the uh, the next key step is to make our uh, batteries even more efficient so that they can complete more charge cycles before losing performances wood who conducts research to understand the limitation of exciting batteries and demonstrate novel battery concepts at the same time we must find sub- uh, substitutes of problematic raw materials and develop method to recycle batteries at low cost without using too much energy researcher all over the world are already working on solution seasonal thermal energy storage in an ideal energy system we would use surplus solar power produced in summer to meet the increased demand for heating in winter storing large amounts of electricity over a period of several months is not yet financially viable but there is one way of transferring summer sunshine to the winter mo- months thermal energy storage cost effective technologies are is already available and it wells established in countries such as Denmark says give dieti yet a thermal energy storage uh, remains a relatively neglected topic in Switzerland seasonal thermal energy storage states technology captures heat in a uh, summer and releases it in winter it requires large heat reservoirs such as basins tanks or water bearing layers underground these store uh, warm water that is heated in summer by means of heat pumps and surplus solar power by shifting the production of heat to the summer months uh, stress uh, system reduce electricity demand in the winter and help to reduce the energy gap 
give deity believes thermal energy storage will play an important role in switzerland in the future storage in energy carriers there is only one way to store electricity and and uh, definitely at least for the foreseeable future if we ever reach a point in summer where we exhausted all the short term storage options and still have surplus electricity uh, available says Geodity, and then and only then uh, should we consider converting it into a sto- storable energy carrier. He is referring, of course, uh, to the great hydrogen debate. The idea is to use excess power to electrolyze. Sorry, guys. I I will be back in a minute. Yep, okay. Let's start. There is only way to store electricity indefinitely. Sorry, sorry, sorry. The idea is to use excess uh, power to electrolyze water into hydrogen and oxygen. The hydrogen could uh, then be stored in a suitable form and converted back into heat and electricity in the winter by means of a gas turbine or fuel cells. Alternatively, the hydrogen could be combined with captured CO2 to produce synthetic methane. This this not only has a high energy density but can also uh, be fed directly into the existing gas grid. Uh, but one additional step is all it takes uh, to obtain carbon neutral liquid fuels for a- aviation or shipping as yet none of these methods are established and many other uh, many are not financially valuable of course says hug uh, synapses sign gases uh, could um, certainly serve as long-term storage medium for solar power produced in summer but most of this method used to convert them back into heat and electricity are in, uh, inefficient the most effective way uh, to use excess electricity to, is to shift it directly into some other channel like charging electric vehicles says hug nevertheless she considers sand fuels viable for application that are difficult to electrify gravity battery batteries and compressed air energy storage when it comes uh, to short-term en- uh, energy storage pumped storage hydropower plants and batteries are not uh, the only option gravity uh, batteries stored potential energy and then convert it into electricity much like pumped storage system but instead of using water they store potentially storage in a mass that is raised and lowered by a crane for example 
compressed air energy storage system are another alternative through a slightly less efficient uh, one. The work uh, by pumping air into a reservoir or vessel to produce compressed air, this, uh, this can uh, then be used to drive a gas turbine to quickly compensate for load imbalance in the grid. Although a certain amount of heat is lost during compression, most of the heat produced can be recovered by storing and making it available again when unloading. A more efficient but also more expensive option is a flywheel. These are closer to batteries in terms of capacity, but they store energy in the form of rotational kinetic energy for just a few m minutes at a time. Once again, to help stabilize power grids, smart power networks, all the researchers are keen to emphasize that physical storage systems are not the only option. There are, uh, there are also other approaches that act indirectly like storage and help make the system more flexible. For example, the uh, digitalized and automated power grids could monitor generation and consumption in real time to make the best use of available resources. In the future, smart grid control will uh, enable us to operate power network closer to the maximum limits, says grid expert Hug. If done successfully, this will make the system more efficient and reduce the need of the operating so uh, reserves. Demand must also become more flexible so that we can make the most of the electricity available at any given in time. Smart load mo uh, management can help reduce the need uh, to store electricity, says Gudetti, citing uh, the example of e-mobility. Electric vehicles are mobile batteries that can help absorb peaks in photovoltaic generation in the daytime. This, uh, this requires charging stations to be developed in locations where vehicles typically spend the day, such as workplaces, car parks, and uh, parking spaces close uh, to the city center. Im imported energy. According uh, to the EC ESC calculation, Switzerland will uh, also need to expand its electricity production in winter as well as building up hydropower reserves. This uh, will also mean investing in alpine photovoltaic plants, geothermal power, as ga uh, gas-fired power plants operating on biogas or uh, sine gas. Yet Hug uh, rejects the idea of self-sufficiency uh, because any attempt by Switzerland to meet all its own electricity needs were, would uh, be both inefficient and hugely expensive. Switzerland will uh, uh, therefore continue to generate uh, less electricity than it needs, uh, which will mean a continued dependency on imported energy. Our models show that a secure and affordable energy system also required a smooth and effective power transfer to and from uh, nearby, from nearby uh, countries, says Hug. Unlike Switzerland, Northern Europe has plenty of electricity in winter because countries such as Denmark have uh, invested heavily in wind power generation uh, which peaks in winter. Switzerland could uh, therefore import wind power in winter and export solar power in the form of a pumped storage hydropower in summer to quickly co uh, correct load imbalances in the grid. This is a sensible approach because everyone benefits when countries balance out uh, their different generating capacity through electricity trading. However, the lack of an electricity agreement makes cross-border electricity trading 
with the EU uh, uh, difficult. That's why regulators across to the European electricity market would be such an important step for Switzerland, says Hug. If it is, uh, it is to make a successful transition to renewables, Switzerland will need not uh, only a broad mix of technologies but also a blend of solutions ranging from decentralized energy production to international trading agreements. Okay, okay, okay. So, I mean, these are the analytic uh, approach or of the analysis of the exports given of, of the sur uh, surplus amount of energy in the form of electricity to supply the heat uh, to the European countries or the European parts of the home. So, yep, I mean, I mean, great, great uh, for them, of course. So, yep, moving on towards the next topic. The history of the semiconductor industry and why it is so critical and politically sensitive. Hmm. Semiconductor and the digital machinery that runs smartphone and computers and helps run everything from cars and doorbells to water and power supplies and military systems are ubiquitous also called chips or integrated circuit. They are usually pieces of silicon with transistor edged in them. Transistor keep track of the ones and, and zeros that run all digital systems. Back in the late 1950s, getting four transistors to work on a small piece of silicon was a big accomplishment. The latest iPhone 14 uh, processor has uh, 16 billion transistors. With the United States has led the development of chips. Most are now fabricated outside the country. Taiwan and South Korea have cornered the market on building the most advanced chips through the US and China are trying to change that having the world leading uh, makers in political hot, uh, hot spots in a concern too. In this new book, uh, Chip Ward, the fight of the world most critical technology, Chris Miller, an uh, assistant professor of, of international history at the Flincher School tells the story of the semiconductor and the crucial role today. He covers the creation of the technology, the fears, competi uh, competition in this industry, the astounding scientific advances that propel chips into every aspect of our lives and why the US and China both view them as a critical to national security. Policymakers in Washington and Beijing increasingly realize that chips are fundamental to military power as well as crucial to dri uh, driving the civilian economy, says Millard, who is, a, his, who is also a Gene Crick uh, Patrick visiting fellow uh, at the American Enterprise Institute this year. Tufts now spoke with the Miller to learn more about chips, their history, and why they are driving co uh, competition between the U.S. and China. Tufts now, Gordon Moore of USJ Powerhouse Intel predicted in 1970 that computing power would double every year or two, which uh, came to pass. How important is that? Chris Miller, we, are, we have gotten exponential growth and power over the past 60 years, if you don't uh, think about it. Uh, it doesn't uh, sound uh, that crazy, but what if the rest of the econ economy provided a doubling in power every two years? 
What if airplanes flew twice as fast every two years, or houses got twice as big every two years, or cars got half as expensive every two years? You realize that the rest of the economic life doesn't work that way. But uh, that's the dynamic that provides a billion-fold increase in computing power over 60 years, uh, which is what we have gotten. We have offered a take of granted that uh, that's possible when in fact it's only of the most unique economic phenomena of modern times. You write extensively about the national security consequence of chip manufacturing, how has uh, that changed over time. One of the constants uh, constant is uh, that chips are crucially important for military uh, systems it was uh, that way when chips uh, were first invented in the 1950s to fit into missile guidance computers. Today, military systems are even more dependent on computing power or on memory, on signals processing. Of course, the US military is now, like uh, the rest of the world, reliant in many cases on Taiwan and South Korea uh, to produce the chips or the defense networks near that created new challenges the Pentagon has had to uh, get comfortable with sourcing some of the most crucial technologies from other countries which is not uh, something they wanted to have to do but right now there are just no other options as the US falls uh, be behind in certain chip making spheres the question is whether China is going to advance in a way that gives China an advantage in technology or at least closes the gap between the US and China in military terms, the US has always relied on its technology advances to undergrade its military power if that advantage degrades that will have major ramification for military power. The US started out fabricating chips but soon they were offshored mostly to East Asia. Why is that? It's cheaper generally to produce advanced chips in South Korea and Taiwan and, and to some extent in China because tax in incentives in the, uh, those countries are dramatically more generous and environmental regulations are losers and there uh, are a lot of toxic, uh, toxic chemicals needed in chip making. Labor costs are only a small part of the story. In general, it's easier to get permits to open a factory in Taiwan. Chips are 42% of, ex of exports in Taiwan. So if someone wants to open a chip factory, everyone going to make sure it happens. In the US, chips are important, but not uh, nearly as important as in other uh, countries. So we focus less on them and permitting is harder. It, it's also true that US firms that used to be leaders have in some uh, cases screwed up in recent years. But the best example is Intel, which is the biggest US uh, producer for off of processor chips and used to be the world most advanced in terms of technology. But it uh, has had some real stumbles in the past half decade or so and is now trying to recover from them. For example, it used to have the technology, uh, technological lead but has fallen behind Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company. How did Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company, T 
TSMC end up with a 37% market share of logic uh, chips the ones uh, that go in smartphone and computers you have uh, to uh, you have to give their corporate leadership a lot of uh, credit uh, they have managed their company more effectively than any in the world and they have a really smart business model there uh, they were the first company to focus not on both designing and producing chips in house but rather to slowly produce chips that were designed by other companies at the time that was a radical innovation in the business model as they grew in volume they were able to hone their production processes thanks to the large volume that they were producing uh, the more chips you produce the more you learn the more cost effective factory production becomes they have turned into a real juggernaut today they produce more logic chips uh, they than anyone else by a pretty large margin they have got uh, they have got the most advanced technology it's basically impossible to imagine the computing infrastructure we rely on whether it's phone computers or data centers or cell phone towers without tsmc china considered taiwan a re ringed province and has threatened to invade it okay okay what would happen to the world supply of advanced chip in war block out there <laughs> okay okay the impact would be disastrous smartphone production would uh, grind nearly to a halt the numbers of pieces produced would fall dramatically the important would be measured in the trillions of dollars you write a debt in the 1980s japanese companies took uh, over the uh, memory chip business and it seemed like they were well on their way to being uh, to being top producer of all chip worldwide but they stumbled badly in the 1990s and are not ma- uh, major chip producers now could the same thing happen to today's top producer taiwan south korea and china japan invested very heavily in memory chips in the late uh, 70s and throughout uh, the 80s and they did very well in it but uh, they invested beyond the capacity the market needed and ended up with a lot of facility that were not very profitable the uh, they spent the 90s trying to bring their chip industry back to the profitability and missed uh, missed many key trends like personal computers the most likely candidate for the japan style rise and fall in china which is pouring money into its chip industry and doing so in ways that are not economically efficient there are substantial risk that's a lot of the money china putting in, into its chip industry will end up being not commercially viable the russian military fighting in ukraine seems to be an Uh, to be at a uh, to be at a disadvantage in ad- in advanced weaponry how advanced is russia in the chip technology field hmm. russia has been a player in the chip production since the early days of of the industry but it always being a small player it all uh, it always relied on copying copying or smuggling foreign technology for uh, for its chip industry okay that produce a problem today because military equipment is more dependent than ever on computing power if you are take about uh, the guidance of computers of russian missiles that have been acquired 
on a battlefield in Ukraine, you find that Russian missiles are full of American and South Korean and Taiwanese chips. Hmm. Because they smuggled in the Russia often using chips that are not perfectly suited for a given use case. One of the challenges that Russia faces is that it can produce enough and it can produce high quality guidance system for its munitions which uh, has been one of the one of the many problems that it has faced in Ukraine. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Moving on to this next topic. Okay. Meta calls FTC suit to block VR fitness deal. L convinced. <laughs> okay. Uh, many. Uh, if uh, I mean, why am I laughing? Because uh, we have dis. Uh, there is a news coming out. Um, two or. Th- uh, uh, I mean, two or three uh, days before that, uh, Meta introduced a VR headset of around fifteen thousand dollars in the market to see the market uh, interaction with the VR headset, of course. So, I mean, I given uh, some of the inputs uh, in that podcast. So, listen uh, to that news and uh, that input. So, okay. Uh, let's read it and see that's what the meta or own company sued uh, to block the VR fitness deal and ill convinced. Okay, let's see. Meta platform in cooperation urged a judge to reject the US Federal Trade Commission attempt to block the company acquisition of virtual reality app within unlimited saying the agency claims about competition in the area are based on pure specula- speculation, Meta argued uh, the FTC hasn't laid out the elements uh, to show the deal announced in October 2021 would hurt potential competi- uh, competition in a still young VR fitness space, according to a court fil- uh, filling Thursday. The company argument to U.S. District Judge Edward Devilia follows the FTC move last week to narrow its rationale for bro- for blocking the deal. The FTC newly amend complaint drop allegation that Meta virtually a virtual reality game beat Saber directly uh, competes with within Supernatural Fitness app. Supernatural is a subscription uh, fitness service w- where user can work out work out or meditative music in immersive environments. The FTC complaint now called Beat Saber on incidental fitness app and argues that before uh, the accusation Meta was likely to create its own dedicated fitness lab to compete with Within's, uh, with Within's offerings. Okay. Virtual reality in Meta next big uh, bet as Chief Executive Officer Mark Zuckerberg believes that people uh, will want to spend time in a digital universe called the Metaverse. Uh, I mean, right. 
the uh, the company pre- uh, previously bought oculus which makes vr headset acquisition like within our meant to add uh, to the portfolio of experience for you of you uh, for users bringing them back repeatedly to meta products and services the facebook parent featured within supernatural multiple uh, times during its annual product conference monday and is making announcement on its behalf saying that user for example will soon be able to add a knife strike uh, movement uh, the ftc alleges uh, that meta would kill future competition competition in a new market often referred to as nascent competition a suit on the gr- on these ground is rare given uh, the difficulty in providing a deal would surpass the potential of a young industry the last time the ftc brought such a case in the in a 2015 instance involving sterilization uh, technology the agency launched the ftc attempts uh, to fix its uh, ill uh, conceived uh, complaint still ignore still ignores the fact the law uh, and the law relies on pure speculation of a hypothetical future state a meta spokesperson said in an email there is a vibrant competition uh, competition in the fitness space and across vr and our acquisition of within will uh, will be good for people developers and the vr space for this reason the complaint should be dismissed ftc chair lena khan uh, has taken a more aggressive approach uh, to antitrust enforcement than her pre dessers the agency sued july 27 to stop meta uh, purchase of within devila has scheduled a two uh, a two week hearing in december on the ftc request for an injunction to block the deal the judge uh, can decide whether to rule on meta motion to dismiss the case schedule a separate hearing on the issue or wait until the previously scheduled evidentiary hearing separately the ftc filed a complaint against the merger in its uh, in house court and administrative judge has scheduled a trial to start in january even if the injunction is dismissed or if meta prevails before devila the agency uh, could uh, decide to proceed with its administrative process <laughs> okay 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 right moving on towards next topic new walking robot design could revolutionize how we build thing in space okay researcher have uh, designed a state of the art walking robot that could revolutionize large construction projects in space they tested the feasibility of the robot for uh, for the in space assembly of a 25 meter large apparatus space telescope they present the finding in frontiers in robotics and ai a scaled down prototype of the robot also showed promise for large construction application on earth maintenance and serving of large construction uh, construction are now where more needed uh, than in space where the condition are extreme and human technology has a short lifespan extra vehicular activities activities done uh, by an astronaut outside a spacecraft robotics and autonomous systems solution have been 
useful for serving and maintenance missions have helped the space community conduct groundbreaking research on various space uh, missions advancement in robotics and autonomous system facility facilitate a multitude on in space service this includes but are not limited to manufacturing assembly maintenance astronomy earth observation and debris removal with the country risk involved only rely with the country risk involved only relying on human builders is not enough and current technologies are becoming outdated we need to introduce sustainable futuristic technology to support the current and growing orbital ecosystem explained corresponding author manu neer phd uh, candidate at the university of lincoln as the scale of space mission grows there is a need for more extensive infrastructure in orbit assembly missions in space would hold of the key responsibility in meeting the increasing demand in the paper near and uh, and his colleagues introduced an innovative dressers walking robotic systems that can be used for in orbit uh, assembly missions as uh, a use case uh, the researchers tested the robot for the assembly of a 25 meter large aperture space telescope last assembling telescope in orbit ever since the uh, launch of the Hubble Space Telescope and its successor the James Webb uh, the James Webb Space Telescope the space community has been continuously moving towards deploying newer and large telescope with larger apertures the diameter of the light collecting region assembling such a telescope such as 25 meter lost on earth is not possible with our current launch vehicles due to their limited size that is why larger uh, telescope ideally need to be assembled in space or in orbit the prospect of in orbit uh, commissioning of a large has fueled scientific and commercial interest in deep space astronomy and earth observation said near to assemble a telescope of that magnitude in space we need the right tools near explains although conventional space uh, walking robotic candidates are dangerous they are constrained in men maneuverability therefore it is significant for future in orbit were uh, walking robot designs to incorporate mobility features to offer access to a much larger workspace without compromising the dexterity e walker robot the researcher proposed a 7 degree of freedom dexterous and over and walking robot a limited robotic system that can move along a surface uh, to a different location to perform tasks with 7 degrees of motion capabilities or in short an e-walker they conducted uh, an in-depth de- uh, design engineering exercise to test the robot f- uh, for its capability to eff- efficiently assemble a 25 meter large in orbit the robot was compared to the existing Canadium 2 and the sorry Canadium and the European robotic arm on the International Space Station. Additionally, a scaled down prototype for Earth analog testing was developed and another design engineering exercise performed. Our analysis shows uh, that the proposed innovative e-walker design proves to be versatile and an ideal candidate for future in-orbit mission. The e-walker would be a bit 
able to extend the life cycle of a mission by carrying out routine maintenance and serving missions post assembly in space explained near the analysis of the scaled down prototype identifies it it to also be an ideal candidate for serving maintenance and assembly operation on earth such as carrying out regular maintenance checks on wind turbines yet a lot re- uh, remains uh, to be explored the researcher was limited to the design engineer analysis of a full scale prototype model of the evoker near explained the evoker prototyping work is now in progress at the nest of lincoln therefore the experimental verification and validation will be published separately so these are the things these are the findings uh, that how uh, we are Uh, that how we can revolutionize uh, revolutionize the thing in space uh, to build those uh, things in the space itself or not on the ground or on the mother earth of course so yep i mean great great finding sorry not the great finding great initiative yep okay uh as i previously discussed in many of the podcast that we have started a newsletter for you guys providing you the information uh that is not easily available on the surface web so if you are interested in that kind of information please subscribe to this newsletter otherwise listening to this podcast will be enough for you guys and yes at the end i just want to say you guys keep researching stay curious stay healthy